so sure. This is the I'm So Sure podcast. I'm Scott. Scott. And you're real dumb. I'm Kevin. You need to come up with a new shtick. What kind of shtick should I have? Just something new for the new year, even though it's not new anymore. Just It's old news now. New ways of doing things are always good. Don't you agree? No, I like tried and true. Except when it comes to Except technology. Except when it comes to technology. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. It's a make fun of you episode. No, well, that could be any episode. So. I want to talk about the new technology that I got this week. I want to talk about how I get feedback from people saying it sounds like. Uh, Kevin's a monster and Scott is a very nice um, amiable victim. Yes. It's true. It's so the complete opposite of true. It's true. It's all the true. The things that you say, like the things that I have to endure from you just during the regular week when there's not a podcast recording us or, you know, a microphone recording us, whatever. Yeah, well, you need to back up your claims a little bit better. There's no... You know, solid proof. There's no evidence that exists. It's all hearsay and it's all, you know, rumor. Who are you, Judge Judy? That's hearsay. She likes to throw Uh, that word around. I I don't watch I don't know. I don't. I'm not very bright. I don't know. No, I just don't watch common TV shows like that. (sighs) What what kind? You you watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Doesn't get more common than that. Yes, I do enjoy those shows. Well, I watch those too. See, I know a lot of people that watch those. Yeah, well, those are good. I sometimes surprise myself with the things that I know on Jeopardy. I'm shocked too at the things that you know on there because thirty minutes a day you can be expected to be somewhat smart, and then the whole remainder of said day you're not so smart. Case in point: Kevin is mean. Scott is nice, amiable victim. What are the building blocks of the Bensons? Laser discs. No. What are the building blocks of the Bensons? 4K Blu-rays. No. Apple products. No. Apple TVs. Just say it. Well, according to you, it's lies. Yes. Yes. I'm not a liar. You tell stories a lot. I, I do not. You're telling one right now. That's a lie. It's not. That's a lie. No, it's the truth pig part. And you know it. I was lied to, to my face. Just like Joyce DeWitt, you are lying to my face. No. Well, on that happy note, this episode is all about 80s duos. We are an 80s duo. We are. Um, We're probably the best one. Yeah. Well, half of us is the best one. And we all know who that is. Um, But before we get to that, we want to talk about some new things that have been going on in our lives. And I'll get things started before Scott starts boring us with his words of technology. Mm. Uh, So Melissa's new movie. That's Melissa McCarthy, to those of you who are not on a first name uh, basis. Everyone who listens to this knows who I'm talking about. Um. Be quiet because I'm speaking. Thank you. Yeah. 
uh, Melissa's new movie, Can You Ever Forgive Me, which uh, she's been nominated for Best Actress Academy Award. She's probably not going to win because I think it's going to be what's-her-face's year, Glenn Close. I think she's going to win. Well, she should have won for Fatal Attraction 31 years ago. But anyway, Can You Ever Forgive Me? First Melissa movie since she became a big star that I've not seen at the show because it only played in a crummy, arty theater with old seats here in our city. And I think it only played for like a week or something. So um, I didn't see it in theater. But it's available now on iTunes and other streaming platforms. I don't think it comes out on DVD for... A couple more weeks. Yeah. And I don't think it's coming out on Blu-ray, which is an alarming trend that seems to be occurring. Or Things just aren't coming out on physical media the way they were. The world is moving toward streaming only. And it's a good and a bad thing. I like the convenience of it, but... If it's a movie I really love, I want to buy the movie on a disc that also comes with the digital copy, so I have the option to watch it either way. But, like, say the internet goes down, well, I can stick a, a disc in and watch that. Yeah. If, you're, if your internet goes down or whatever, or there's, like, some stupid thing that happens with the government and there's some disaster where they turn off the internet or something, because you know that's probably coming next. Well, don't say that. But, yeah, it's... Just weird how things are changing. It's a sorry state. But anyway, I watched it twice the day it came out. Loved it. It was so good. And then you fired up the next day? Because I think you said you were getting ready to watch that again like the day after you got it. No, that was the same day. Oh. Maybe you should take notes. Please make a note of it. Yeah, just walk around with a notebook from now on. And maybe a calendar. You need to so walk you know around. Why don't you walk around with a bag on your head uh so what else is there i don't know you're the one that claims to have all the news to talk about uh netflix put out another season of one day at a time i've been enjoying that watched 10 episodes of it yesterday at your urging i watched an episode of it last night and it just was... so you could you know yeah. be included in the conversation. well i've seen the show before i watched a couple episodes of the first season if you haven't watched it, it is a kind of a reboot of the 70s, early 80s classic sitcom starring Bonnie Franklin, Valerie Bertinelli, 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 <laughs> uh, Mackenzie Phillips, and Pat Harrington. And Glenn Scarpelli. And Glenn Scarpelli, yes, who I'm friends with on the Facebook and, and Instagram. And I have his album. Um, but anyway, he actually appears in this new season. Oh. Um, Mackenzie Phillips does as well. But um, anyway, it's the, the story's different. The only thing that's really the same is um, they live in the same apartment, mm-hmm. except the apartment's no longer located in Indianapolis. It's in Southern California. But it's about a 
a single mother of two teenagers and her mother played by Rita Moreno, who's hilarious. Yeah, she's the reason to watch the show. And also, Schneider is a character on the show, but um, he owns the building. He, he's no longer just like the superintendent. And he's also way cuter than Pat Harrington. Who did he, who scale did Pat Harrington rate on? No one. That's why I said he was, wait, I don't know, maybe Laurie Metcalf, when <laughs> she kept referring to him as TV's Schneider yeah, on an episode of Roseanne. I did notice on an episode, speaking of Roseanne, um, they were... Or the Connors. They had a, no, talking about Roseanne, not okay. the Connors. Uh, as I indicated, take notes. No, I just wanted to make sure you're talking. I don't know which timeline you're. Why don't you about. let me finish my sentence? Did you ever think about that? Hmm? Mm-hmm. So they were in a store. Rita Moreno was buying some shoes for her grandson, and the sh- the store she was in was called the Ultimate, which is the name of the store that Becky threw a fit in on Roseanne because she wanted a dress. So there's some connection there. Wow. It's like an interconnected universe. Not really. Not really. We should talk about the um, our reactions to the season finale of the Connors, because that was shocking. and It was shocking. I was afraid someone was going to die on it, because you had already seen it and led me to believe you said it was devastating. I wasn't devastated, but it was still very... Well, it's, it's hard to get any kind of a reaction out of you. Well, yeah, when I watched that one day at a time episode, I mean, I just, I didn't. One day at a time. When I watched the one day at the time episode, you told me to watch. Oh, okay. last night. Yes. I kind of just had a blank look on my face the whole time. I mean, I kind of like guffawed. Do you even a have of, a heart? I mean, it was a little too heavy-handed, a little preachy, but the message was good, and I think that if. Impressionable. Well, it was a specific episode I had you watch because it addressed a lot of issues with um, kind of like the Me Too movement and the younger generation being so politically correct and older people kind of having a problem dealing with that and understanding what they could say without offending them. And it was just very timely. Yeah. So... It was, it was a good episode. Although I did tell you before you watched it that it was a little, a preachy. little preachy. It was not the whole show is not that way though. Okay, but like Roseanne was, uh, or not Roseanne. Sorry, now I'm the one who's making the the series. Make a note of it. Take notes. The Connors, uh, Laurie Metcalf was great. I'd like to see her get nominated again for an Emmy, but I don't know if that show's going to be on Emmy radar. Who knows? I mean, who knows what's on the Emmy radar anyway, because so many things that get nominated now are things I've never even heard of because they're not on regular TV. They're on different streaming services. Oh yeah, everything is all going to different streaming and exclusive things. You should make a note of it. That's my phrase. Why don't you come up with your... You know, the phrases that you come up with, you can't repeat on the show. I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. Well, everybody else knows what I'm talking about. All of our friends. Well, don't you think it's time to actually, you know, get into the music? I would just also like to say that I'm going to get messages now asking me what those phrases are. 
whenever I've said things like this or we've had discussions about things that you say that we can't say, I always get messages. What did he say? What did he say? Or what got bleeped out? Why do you got to be such a Yeah, like that. Moving on. Let's get this. You're welcome. 80s duo episode started. First up is a an 80s a an or the <laughs> an 80s one hit wonder that we like there's a there were a lot of 80s one hit wonders that's true but this is a song that i still hear occasionally i have honestly i haven't heard this in quite a while so it'll be fun to revisit it decades no i've heard it in decades here's sly fox with let's go all the way
that was always one of my favorite songs to listen to on headphones because of the stereo separation of the instruments. Wow. I remember seeing one of them on an episode of Star Search after this song was a hit. He was like in the male vocalist category and he didn't win. I'm like, oh my God, he had a top 10 hit. Oh, well, that's too bad. It was very sad. It just shows you that flame can be very, fame can be very fleeting. Now I've caught your speech affliction, your speech impediment issues. Yeah, I need to like clear my mouth out. Well, we need to start out. I don't out. know what you need to do. We need to um, have like a mouth warm up. exercises. Yeah, a warm up type of thing we do before we speak and e record. Ah, ooh, e. I remember doing that in choir in high school. Mm -hmm. Saying the vowels. That's more effort into speaking than I like to make. Well, no, it's a an effort free life for you. Yeah. Doing as little as possible. Well, no, I'm a hard worker. <laughs> um, I am? No. Just no. Oh. So what's coming up next? Well, I think we should play something by someone that we brought up a few weeks ago on a previous podcast, and that would be Hall and Oates. They were not only a... An 80s... And 80s. ...duo, but they were from clearly the 70s, and they went on beyond that. So, they are our... Why are we talking like this? I don't know. It's just like we're having trouble. We're getting older. Well, no, and we just, just had... having a, all kinds of problems. We just had a big breakfast. Well, you did. Well, I had a huge breakfast, and I'm feeling very sluggish now, so it's hard for me to... To speak clearly. Hollow Notes would be our American 80s duo. Yes, yes. I know what song I want to play by them, but what song would you pick? Well, my favorite song by them is probably Private Eyes or Man Eater. I wouldn't pick either of those. I also love Out of Touch. Let's do that one. All right, let's play Out of Touch by Hollow Notes. But play the, the video, the intro version, the daring and the Oh, I will. I will.
All right, so that was Hollow Notes. So they were, you know, obviously a male duo if we're going gender binary. <sighs> yes, I thought I would throw that up in everyone's face. Let's talk about some lovely lady duos of the 80s. 80s ladies. And we're talking ladies. Wendy are, and Lisa. Yeah, these are two of my favorites. Very thorough. Well, we're not playing their lead-off single from their first album, which is wonderful. That's Waterfall, which I think we've played, we've played at some point in the before. past. Yeah, We should play something else from their, their debut CBS album. Why it was actually that? just their debut album. We don't need to mention the company that released it, because that would imply that they had another album on a different label. Before. Well, they went to Virgin Records. That was after. I know. Just watch what you say and take notes. Why don't you watch your P's and Q's? I've got a knife here at my desk, and I'm not afraid to pull it out and use it. Knife right here in my pocket. <laughs> well, I'm sitting at my desk, so I thought it'd be... So we're going to play the song Honeymoon Express, and we'll keep threatening each other while the song plays. But anyway, uh, this video, I don't think I ever saw the video until we had... YouTube. YouTube, because MTV took one look at this video and said, um, no. And really, Wendy and Lisa only have themselves to blame. The video is really, I mean, it's a nicely done video. High quality. Very high quality. Everything with it, everything is right with it, except for Wendy's choice of pants. Or lack or thereof. Lack thereof. Like, they, I don't know what they were thinking, and I don't know why the record company didn't intervene and say, they're not going to play this because you're missing some important well, I, uh, yes. pants. I also always thought that... Like, a nice little skirt. The, or... the prince dictated what their look was like, especially Wendy's look to be very, you know, kind of sexy in the revolution. And then when they went out on their own, and this was their first solo project that I don't know if it was maybe management that urged them to do that or if it was her choice. I find it hard to believe it was her choice, but... Well, and just because... Obviously, the whole world of empowering women at the time that this video came out was very different than what it turned into. Right. I don't know what she was thinking, but it was just very, it's just not something that uh, you would think a woman would be like, yeah, I'm going to wear that. It's, she could have done anything, you know, she wanted to do. But she still it, looks like a prince hooker. made yeah. sex pot hooker. So, uh, but we still love her. We love yeah, her so much. Yeah. And obviously that's not what they were about because they're very serious musicians. Not bimbos. And yeah, they weren't bimbos at all. Maybe they were thinking, you know. We got to sex it up. We can do, we're in charge of our careers. We can do anything we want to do. And if we want to dress this way, we're going to dress this way. We can be sexy and we can be serious musicians. And Yeah, we don't know the story behind it. We're just, that's our reaction to maybe it. Maybe we could get Wendy and Lisa on the show. Someday. That would be a dream come true. We could talk about it. I would love to have a Skype um, interview with them. I'm pretty sure they're available. Oh, we love them. No, they actually are very busy doing... Um, Soundtrack and score work. Right. I just read something a couple weeks ago and it was about... Um, 
the songs that George Michael had been working on. And he was, I don't know if it was like a duets album that he was, had been working on. He had been working on a dance album and, um, there was another project where he had done music and none of the songs had titles. One of the songs, it just said song for seal. Hmm. And then there was another song that is called song for Wendy. So it was going to be like, she was going to do something with George Michael. I bet there was also a thing that was marked song for great Scott, which is my, like remixing DJ, DJ Great Scott. That's my moniker. Well, it is. Uh-huh. It is. I'm sorry that I ever gave you that idea. But I was good at it. Then there's my whole YouTube channel where I do the music videos and sing, and it's all heavily processed. And it's very, very high quality. There's an episode of One Day at a Time when the daughter, as she gets car sick, and Rita Moreno starts laughing real hard because she loves it when the daughter throws up because it makes like a fog, she makes a foghorn noise when she barfs. <laughs> That's nice. Well, let's get on to Wendy's. Can Lisa. you find a foghorn noise? No, I don't want to look it up. I want to hear Wendy and Lisa.
So you can go to YouTube, look up Wendy and Lisa Honeymoon Express if you want to see what we're talking about. This ridiculous lack of pent. It's also on iTunes where you can buy the video so you can watch it over and over again. Have you bought any Wendy and Lisa videos? Oh, I most certainly have. I have Waterfall, Honeymoon Express, Are You My Baby. That might be it. Nothing for This Is The Life? No. I don't think there's a video for that. Well, actually, that song was called This Is The Life on the Dangerous Minds soundtrack. And it's then on their original the album, Life. it's called The Life. Yeah. Yes, I'm quite well aware I was of letting Wendy our, and Lisa's oeuvre. I'm letting our listeners know. Can you spell oeuvre? O-U-B-R-E. Are you sure? You had to think about it. O-E-U. O-E-U, like, yes, oeuvre. That's what I said. Oh, is it? I can make it. V-R-E, yes. I forgot an E. You forgot lots of things. This is why you need to take notes. I'm going to give you a notepad. I also should take Prevagen. I don't even know what that's for, but that's from a commercial I just saw. Well, you should look that up and see. Yeah, it's from, like, memory. I just told you that. Yeah, but through the magic of editing, it's like I suddenly have the answer. And I really, I, I always do. I do have the answer. Yeah, after I give it to you. Well, I mean, I didn't know what it was either. I looked it up. Well, I made a note of it, and I looked it up. I don't there. see a notepad. It's all mental. I'm completely mental. Yes. Yes, you are. Why don't we play a European duo for a change? We've been, you know, in the American duos. Who do you think should represent our first pick into European duos of the 80s? Erasure. Let's play a 90s song from an 80s duo. Here's chorus.
I have a, another European duo that I want to hear, and that would be Roxette, Sweden's best. Well, besides ABBA, and besides lots of other Swedish artists, maybe Jens Lekman, but he's not a duo. Just shut up. Why don't you shut up? And why don't you listen to this song? This is the best song by Roxette. I'm the one that introduced you to Roxette. I'm the one that has all their CDs and even their LDs, Laserdiscs. And you don't even have a Laserdisc player anymore. Do you never own the Laserdisc player? I'm the one that had the Laserdisc player. Angling. I'm the one. Well, if I ever wanted to watch something that I wanted to actually see, I had to buy my own Laserdisc. That's right, and watch it on my show yeah, machine. Yeah, we had a Laserdisc in our home. That's true. Remember it had the karaoke feature? Oh, remember it? I used to sing the Moulin Rouge soundtrack on it all the time. I always sang... It was some Depeche Mode song. Gonna take my time. I have all the time in the world. Because I have like an instrument. Yeah, version. it's no good. It's no good. Yeah, got that right. What's in a name? Everything. Yeah, you know what's so weird is like, I mean, this has nothing to do with 80s duos, but like Depeche Mode have released so many stinky albums that it's kind of like marred my vision. Well, because now it's like more bad than good almost. They really haven't released anything that I loved album-wise since Violator. Like it all went wrong. That was 29 years ago. Yeah, it all went wrong for me with Songs of Faith and Devotion. I just, I never liked Personal Jesus. There was like too much guitar and that Well, speaking of guitars, let's listen to Marie Fredrickson and Fredrickson. Fredrickson and Per Gessel, if that's how you say his name. He produced a Belinda Carlisle album. Well, more importantly, he produced this wonderful song, The Look. Na 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 Like a man, anything like a hammer, she's a 
Investigation. Per Gessel did not actually produce this song. But like, he wrote it. And but it's that's a good now. Yeah, he crafted it. It's his song. When I get home, I'm gonna get all my rocks out stuff out. Well, yeah, I love. You're gonna take a joyride. Remember when McDonald's had that like? Uh, it was like you had to buy us an extra value meal and maybe something else, and then you could. Give them like five dollars extra, and you would get a rock set CD. I don't remember was, that. Yeah, and it was a sampler from. Um, it was the album that came after Joyride, I believe. 
it was probably around the time that I think it was Burger King had the promotion with Backstreet Boys where you bought a value meal or something and you got one of three little um, three-inch CD singles that had exclusive songs. Maybe that was McDonald's, I don't remember. But I remember having to find them and, or get all of them. It was in 1994. McDonald's had compilation albums from Garth Brooks, Tina Turner, Elton John, and Roxette. A portion of the proceeds went to the Ronald McDonald house. It was like selections from their Crash Boom Bang album. Well, I love Crash by the Human League and Big Bang Boom by Hall and Oates. So it's, it's all Big relative. Big Bam Boom. Big Bang Boom. What? No. Oh. Big Bam Boom. Then Bang is Corey Hart. Or Big Bang Theory would be the TV show. And how about a big knife in the gut? That's me stabbing you. See, people, this is what I deal with every minute of every day. And not a jury in the world would convict me because you had it coming. See? Now you tell me, how nice does that sound? I'm really nice. It's scary what I have to live through, what I have to deal with. That's right, Christy. You keep, you keep telling, telling yourself, yourself that. that. That was one of Lewis's favorite phrases to say to Scott. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Okay, let's do one more European duo. Ugh. This is a short song. I'm getting tired. It's a very short song, but we love it. Here's Soft Cell with Tainted Love. Tainted love. 
That was a good song to always put as the last song on a mixtape because it was short. Remember, you wouldn't know exactly how many more minutes you had left on a tape. Oh, those were the days. So you would want to pick a short song. Also, The Fix, How Are We Ourselves. That was a good song because it was short, too. I don't think I ever owned any The Fix albums. Well, they were not an 80s duo. No. They were also not something that I chose to listen to, by, you know, specifically. I'd listen to them if they came on the radio or MTV. I had lots of things by them. I had lots of 45s by them. I don't. I think I only had maybe one or two of their albums. That's very interesting, interesting. Kevin. Now, why don't you tell me? What's that from? That's like Breakfast a Molly Ringwald. Yeah, I knew it was a Molly Ringwald thing. Yeah. Okay, so our next song, this... This is... Uh, Serious. That's an album by Marilyn Martin. It is, and I love <laughs> Marilyn Martin. She actually performed an 80s duet song that I love. This isn't 80s duets. This is 80s duos. There's a difference. I know, but still. Marilyn but Martin. Still. Phil Collins. Love it. We won't play it. I always threaten. I always bring this song up. Separate you have lives. no right. Yeah. No, we're not playing that. So, if Scott and I actually had musical talent... I have technology, but I don't actually have musical talent. I actually do know how to play the piano. I can play some songs that really irritate Scott. Things that I wrote when I was, like, in middle school. Remember those? Yeah. That is a good song, and you know it, because it stood the test of time. You still remember it. Yeah, you made me want to be a become a cutter. That's not funny. Anyway. <laughs> Why are you laughing so hard? Anyway, if we had even half the talent that we think we do, this is what we would sound like. If Scott and I would have had... Our shit together. Our shit together. And probably lived in a different area of the nation, like New York or Los Angeles. Yeah. This would have been our top 40 hit. Here is Strange But True from Times 2. Just get 
was a very smart recording. Too bad that you just didn't record what you just said. I just put a Listerine uh, breath strip in my mouth and said that my mouth tasted of scabies. Remember when I used to always tease you about having scabies and then you, you actually got it? I never got scabies. Well, your doctor said it might be scabies or something. Remember it was a couple years ago? I had It was several years ago. I had like an undetermined, indeterminate um, skin malady where I was like dry and itchy. And they actually, they said, they did like biopsies and tested me for allergies. And, you know, I didn't switch detergents or wear a cologne or anything. Could never determine. They go, well, it's probably just attributable to dry winter skin. And I was like, really, after all that. But remember when they used the word scabies? Yes. I was like, oh, my God. They ruled I, out scabies. And I had been teasing you about it for years. Yeah. If I would have developed scabies, it would have been your fault for bringing it up. <laughs> Someone's got to be to blame. Every, everyone must be held accountable except... Except me. Except you. Yeah. That's the way it works. I'm Do you still get that gross patch right there on my arm? arm? No, I don't have that anymore. But really? that used to be like a symptom of, or like a side of flare-ups in winter. I'd have. Well, that. I told you about what was going on with my face and everything. Yeah, and where you had surgery and and the dry skin made it start. Yeah, bloody and gross. I woke up the other morning and there was blood on my pillow, and it was. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? And it was from where I'd had my surgery on my neck. Mm -hmm. I would have suspected, you know, cat vampirism. Or, you know, you hitting me. I don't hit. I wouldn't put it past you to come into my house in the middle of the night and do something Put to some me. Cans of soda in a pillowcase, like in Bad Boys, not the Martin Lawrence and Will Smith version, but the Sean Penn one, and swing it around and beat you. Sean yeah. Penn does that to Clancy Brown. Oh, yeah. In that movie. A.K.A. Frankenstein's monster from The Bride, starring Sting and Jennifer Beals. So we forgot to talk about something. We forgot to talk about forgetting our locker combinations. Ugh. Yeah, what brought this on? Oh, yeah, you were trying to get in my neighborhood and you weren't sure of what the... Well, whenever I drive up to Scott's neighborhood, there it's a gated community. You know, like for old people. And Very old. And and it's where they keep, uh, you know, like, infirm. Just, <laughs> just, you know... That could be where you live. The people, people that shouldn't be out on the streets on their own. Anyway, I always remember what the code is, right, when I get up to it. But then, like, when I'm still back at my house, I always think, oh, what is the code? Like, I'm not going to remember I'm not going to remember it. And I've never forgotten it. But, like, I should make a note of it <laughs> in my phone. Talk about making a note of it. And I think I used to have it on, in my old car, I had it on an index card. I was just going to say, why don't you write it on an index card? Right? Oh, I love index cards. Do you have your social security number on an index card for easy reference? No, I actually know that number. That's shocking. But I had it in the door. It was like a little pocket in the door. Mm -hmm. And I had it there just in case I always, or I forgot when I would get here. Is it laminated? No, I just saw that episode of Friends this week. Anyway, this brought up the whole discussion of having dreams where 
and like occasionally I'll still have this dream where you forget your locker combination from like middle school or high school. Well, what happens to me all the time with numbers is uh, I'm not, I've never been diagnosed with dyslexia or anything, but I invert numbers. I think I'm diagnosing you right now. Yeah. I invert numbers. Like when I'm, if I'm saying a number to someone like a phone number, or I can be like, we need this, 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 and this. And they give me like numbers of versions or something like for my work, uh, like with a, with a file or something. I work in digital imaging. Um, I will forget them by the time, like, 30 seconds later, I get back to my desk. They all kind of jumble together. That's why you should walk around with a notebook and make a note of it. Well, I have an iPhone. I could use the Digital Notes app. Well, why don't you do that? Well, it's too much trouble. See, that's why I don't ever use that kind of stuff. I I do use the notepad in my phone. Yeah. I use that all the time, but for jotting something down, like in a work situation, I would be better off with pen and paper. Anyway, I know other people that have had that dream about forgetting your locker combination. Isn't it weird how that stays with you? Like mm-hmm. all these years. Well, that's like years a major later. source of anxiety that, you know, in your formative years. That you but you really did forget your locker combination. You had to go down to the I office. I had to go to the office. Yeah. And the vice principal, I think, had to come do it for me i think no they would just look it up and give it to you i don't remember here's Maybe what i problem with here's locker. what i don't understand why didn't they just assign you a locker and you stuck with it all four years yeah like why there was no need to move you around like to shuffle to the juniors and the freshmen and the... because it's not like we in our high school it was so small we didn't have like here's the freshman hallway here's the sophomore hallway I mean, like, all the freshmen were kind of in the same hallway, but then there were other people in that hallway, too. Right. It, it, it wasn't, like, none of the hallways were known specifically as that grade. Oh, you're giving me the heebie-jeebies talking about all this stuff. I don't want to think about you high school. anxiety. I may break out in a scabies rash. Well, mm. I think it is happening. You don't look so good. Well, I need to lay down after my giant sit-down breakfast. And you know, I'm thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner later tonight. We're going to, aren't we going to eat at Ikea? Yes. And I'm pretty excited about their selections of desserts like that Dame, Dam, it looks like Dam, D-A-I-M. D-A-I-M. It's like toffee, chocolate. I know what it is. I've I've bought a box to take home. Mm -hmm. I have a little Ikea dessert tote oh totes so i can buy a dessert there put it in this little freezer bag that's the size of one of their desserts and tote at home well that's totes awesome handle that's totes rad i don't know what any of those words mean totes fuck you (laughs) you understand that do you see see okay these people this is funny i'm funny no you're not funny And I'm not saying that just like Winona Ryder does and Heather's. You're not funny. I'm saying it because you are literally not funny on any sort of occasion. Well, with some things I say that can't be recorded or distributed, I've made you almost pee your pants from saying really funny things. Recently, you've been funny, yes, a time or two. And I don't know where it came from. You've actually been a little bit clever and it wasn't even alcohol induced so you admit so i admit that 
Oh, I had a drink last night. Should so you made, you just lied. Well, let's wrap up the show. Let's talk let's about wrap the show. Let's talk about how you are so judgmental of all who partake in liquor. And no. then I get a text from you last no, night. just you. But mostly everyone, but... No, just you. Oh, okay. Just you, because you do it every day. And like when I challenged you to you go a day that. or a week or a month... Well, now, I don't have it every day, but I mean... I oh, would... really? Because I can hear those ice cubes. When I talk to you at 5.30 of an afternoon after work every day... I can hear, like, you munching away on an old cracker, yeah. and then I hear ice cubes jingling. So you have, like, a Trisket with You think I have, a like, a, a whiskey sour or a gin and tonic when I go? Gin Ricky, whatever it is, yeah. The, I don't automatically go to alcohol when I go home. Oh, I believe that you do. I know you believe that. I, and I know the truth. Do you? I do. Anyway, I have not slept well for the past three or four nights. There was one night I did not fall asleep until 5 a.m. Part of it may have to do with restless leg syndrome. and Just, I don't know what my deal is. Just can't get comfortable. Part of it is my kitten, little Ricky. Mm. Little, little Jen Ricky. He, like, sometimes will like to play and wake me up and he's so darling it's you can't tell him no you just have to go with it and do what he wants Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i thought if i had a cocktail last night that i would sleep well and i did sleep 50 percent better than i normally do so so tonight i have 50 percent more alcohol no it was gross like i knew just from the looks of it I asked the waitress for something fruity. And she goes, oh, well, we don't have, I mean, you can get like a vodka and cranberry. I'm like, no, I want something better than that. Something fun, fruity. Come on, you can do better than that. So. Well, at the establishment you were at, they're not known for cocktails with flair. They have a bar, but apparently it's mostly, you know, what the common people are into, like the beer and the... Craft brews and and whiskeys. Whatever. No, not even the whiskeys. It's just gross beer. I, I think beer is disgusting. Anyway, like I don't know why that's so popular now, kind of the way coffee's popular now. Well, it's not going away. It's here to stay. <laughs> Thank you, Molly Ringwald's grandfather from 16 Candles. So anyway, like, you know, 30 years ago, I remember my grandparents would spend 25 cents on a cup of coffee at the McDonald's. And now it's four seventy five. And like, what did people do before Starbucks? They got the shakes. Huh. No, people they just weren't, were, they weren't addicted to coffee. People weren't hooked on coffee the same way. Yeah. So anyway. And I'm a victim of that. Yeah. Victim being the key word. So... They had this drink called a Blackberry Manilow. Well, of course, with a title like that, I'm going to say, yes, bring it. Blackberry Manilow. That's pretty clever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It tasted like an old library book. It was, ooh, and it had, like, corn whiskey. Corn whiskey. I've never heard of such a thing. 
Was it made from corn huskers lotion? That's what I said later. I was like, oh, it's got corn huskers lotion after I was a little inebriated and got on Facebook and started typing things. Yeah, and what's the um, phrase, the description for you when you've had some liquor in you? Fun Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Fun Kevin doesn't come out very often, as anyone who listens to this podcast is quite well aware of. <laughs> so, yeah, Fun Kevin came out last night. And, I mean, I told this waitress, I'm like, don't ever offer this drink to anyone ever at me because it's not good. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. And she was just like, okay, it's good to have feedback. And I was like, yeah, that's a positive spin that you're... <laughs> putting on this it tasted awful and it, it didn't look pretty it had like a i saw the picture this lemon kind of curly q thing up on top it had a maraschino cherry it sounds kind of, like a it, manhattan a little bit it was just utterly forgettable yeah i saw the picture of it i would probably like it regrettable I, I like whiskey i've never had corn huskers lotion whiskey corn corn whiskey i almost said Corn, well, we corn are in whiskey. Indiana. Yeah. Well, there's more than corn in Indiana. There's more than corn in Indiana. Wow, you just brought up the twang as though we were from Louisville or something. I am related to farmers. The twang will come out mm -hmm. at times. So, yes, I did have a drink last night. That's what this is all about. So, you're no better than anyone else. Okay. Especially not better right. than me. Especially better than you. <laughs> oh, I love it when Snoopy laughs. We're going to hear a new song from Pet Shop Boys. Pet Shop Boys. Pet Shop Boys. Pet Shop Boys. That was in the wrong key, but whatever. They released a new EP this week called Agenda. And there is an agenda. <laughs> That's nice. That's so insightful of you. <laughs> Shut up. Oh. So there are four new songs. Give Stupidity a Chance. On social media. What are we going to do about the rich? And the forgotten child. So three of the songs are dance floor stompers. The forgotten child, not so much. I have not actually listened to that one yet. I just downloaded this last night. But it was a big surprise that it was coming out there. Because they didn't really talk about it beforehand. So starting last Monday, they released a lyric video for Give Stupidity a Chance. And then the next day, they released on social media up until Friday when you could go to iTunes and buy the download of it. It's going to be available on CD and vinyl in April. You have to buy that from their website. So if you are, are a Pet Shop Boys collector or fan you should go pre-order them now because things from their website usually sell out and are worth a lot of money later well for now then let's listen to on social media
I've been reading Neil Tennant's book. Neil Tennant, of course, is one half of Pet Shop Boys. I know you know, but I'm talking to our listeners. Um, he has a book called 100 Lyrics and a Poem, and it's basically 100 of the Pet Shop Boys songs, just the lyrics, and then at the very end, he writes like a little paragraph or maybe a few sentences about what the song is about or what the inspiration was or just some kind of little little ism about the song. I thought it was very interesting that their song, Bet She's Not Your Girlfriend, you know, do you remember that yes. song? Mm-hmm. It's about George Michael. That sounds about right. Yeah. So there's a lot of little bits of information about these songs that I didn't know. So it's been very interesting to me. To I'm me. A giant Pet Shop Boys fan. Yes, yes. If you would read books, you too would know this information. I do read books. I read really good, high-quality books about Twin Peaks. No cricket sound effect this time. It's because I'm not putting one in. (laughs) And on that note, it's going to bring another episode of the I'm So Sure podcast to a close. You can find me on Twitter. It's I'm So Sure podcast on Twitter. And you can find me... On Facebook at I Am So Sure Podcast or on Instagram, Kevin is a place on earth. Or at the liquor store buying Cornhuskers lotion whiskey. <laughs> it was just, it was an ingredient in the cocktail. Well, yeah, you're just going to skip the cocktail part and just go right to the liquor. No, I don't want another cocktail for the foreseeable future. Well, unless it's a kitty cocktail. You know, I have that book that. I got Matt, our friend Matt, this book all about kitty cocktails. And when I, he had asked for it and then I bought it for him. But before I gave it to him, it was like a Christmas present or a birthday present. I looked at it and I was like, oh, this book is really good. So then I asked for it. So I think he got it for me in return for another gift of the Magi. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, that's my kind of cocktail. Yeah, I'd like to borrow that book, and then I'd like to doctor them all up so that they're actually effective. Well, effective is in quench, meaning you know, quenching your thirst or just tasting good. They're fine as is. I'm sure they're delicious, but they could and he, 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 improved a little improved. bit. Improved, there's like some hooch. You could be improved. Well, with that being said, until next time, I'm Scott. I'm Kevin. I'm so sure. Bye. I'm so sure.